Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the road, they punched the 49ers in the mouth. They never let up. And they continue to stay hot now with the best record in the NFL. They're the, they're the team right now, but, you know, again, I just, are they this unbeatable force? I don't think so, and clearly the Niners weren't either, so I think it's anybody's game uh, with, with a lot of teams in contention here on any given Sunday, and they're the best right now, and we'll see if they can hang on to it. Lamar Jackson, after that offseason, you remember, uh, you know, teams didn't want him, and he couldn't really find a spot. He ends up back with the Ravens. He's probably going to win the MVP after last night as Brock Purdy's you know, four interceptions. Uh, he just sort of fumbled that that award away. We, we're not going to win that now. So, as it pertains to the Chiefs, and this is interesting because I, I Tommy, among others, you, during that game, about three other groups of people are texting me that just about how disgusting that game was. And it was. It was really bad. I mean, it was it was gross offensively, defensively, we should say it was actually really impressive and really good. And until the final drive when Zamir Wright broke off a long run, Zamir White, they, they looked good basically the entire game. And the offense played so badly that it allowed the Raiders to score enough points to beat them, basically. Um, I don't know what what we are going to end up with with the Chiefs this year in the postseason. I know that they're going to have to change things offensively. They haven't done that now through 15 weeks they're going to have to sort of redefine what they are and I don't know if they're going to do that but it's in the mix of the back I just don't know I I can't watch the defense play that well and count them out still but man I don't know what else they can do to clean up these mistakes on offense I mean it's a joke at this point how you can make so many mistakes that it, it it's like the the Raiders don't score enough points without two defensive touchdowns allowed by the offense they don't have enough points to win the game yet they do and that's not the first time we've seen that this year I mean it happens a lot where it's a mistake I mean it's incredible I don't I don't remember seeing anything like it but here we are now in week 15 and it's I mean they're going to win the division probably I don't think it's a foregone conclusion (laughs) as much anymore probably going to win the division but you know, they'll be in a position that the, the, the streak of Divisions 1 is, I think it ties the record right now with uh, with the the Colts of yesteryear. And I don't even remember who the other one was. There have been two others. The Patriots but are it, up there. The, 
Yeah, so so it's been – I mean, it's historic, this run that they've been on, it, but it's certainly the most adversity within the run that they faced, I, I would say. There's no question about that. Well, I'll tell you the thing that makes me the most angry this morning after the game yesterday, and it really has nothing to do with the game itself. I mean, I, there's a lot to dissect from yesterday, and I've went through a range of emotions at, during that game and then after the game. But today, right now, this second, what makes me the most angry – are the words that I've heard from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in the post-game press conferences after the game yesterday because it's the same refrain over and over and over again. You know, if we can just clean things up, we're going to be good. You know, that's one thing that Patrick Mahomes said. Andy Reid yesterday said, we're going to be okay. We're going to be all right. Are you? I mean, we're, we're talking about 16 weeks worth of this, and it hasn't changed. It's continued in the exact same way that it's been for the last several weeks or basically throughout the entire season. So I'm tired of hearing this, well, all we have to do is clean things up and we're going to be good, we're going to be all right. Give me some concrete reasons and some concrete plans and strategies on how you plan to clean things up. That was yesterday the most undisciplined football game from a team that I have seen in a long time. There's no comparison to that offensively. There is no comparison you know, you have to go all the way back if you're talking about Chiefs games from a statistical standpoint. You have to go all the way back to when Tyler Palco was the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs for them to, to find a game where they were that anemic on offense. And that particular game, the very next day, Todd Haley got fired and he was no longer the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want to go from a statistical point of view, you have to go all the way back to, I think that was what, 2011 or 2012 when that happened. I mean, we're talking about the most embarrassing game offensively from an Andy Reid Kansas City Chiefs team in 10 plus years. We're talking about the most embarrassing offensive game in the career so far of Patrick Mahomes. It is completely unacceptable, and I feel like a broken record because these are things that we talked about week in and week out and week in and week out, and I feel like I'm saying the same things. They just don't get changed, and I know that, I mean, at least I'd like to think that your opinion has maybe changed over the weeks from, you know, I'm not going to say that you've downplayed it, but, you know, kind of talking about, well, they will be okay, to now I think that they're, like, will they? Because I don't think they will My opinion is... My opinion hasn't changed, and that's that they have a puncher's chance in the playoffs. Again, for the same reasons that they've always, in my opinion, had a chance, it's because they have a, the ability to play some of the best defense in football, and they still have Mahomes and Kelsey. Now, Mahomes is the most to blame yesterday. Both of the turnovers are right squarely on his shoulders, and, and I think sometimes people are scared to criticize him, but that was a really bad performance. The two key plays of the game were his fault, it appears. Um, so... You know, I, I would say that Brandon Zenner was there for us, and he's been in these post-game press conferences every week, at least at home. And he did say the tone after the game was different yesterday. Now, I, I know we may the want Andy Reid to same. come out and tell it. Yeah, but the, the words, but the words exactly are never going to Andy Reid said the same words, win or lose, for the last 20 years. The words are never going to change. But the tone did, and it was short, and it was, it, you know, the same question gets asked every week. Is it, is it boiling over? Is it boiling over? Well, it has now. And so the, the, I think the conundrum for the Chiefs all year has been 
what can you change? Because for a lot of the and it was this wasn't the case necessarily yesterday, but in most weeks it has been mistakes in other places, namely at wide receiver or you know at right tackle with penalties or whatever it is. They they could never do anything to the roster. Now yesterday was more on your best players making mistakes, right? And so there's nothing to change, but you're not going to bench Mahomes, right? Mahomes has to play better, plain and simple, than he played yesterday. He and Kelsey, I think, are pressing. I think Andy Reid is pressing. I think everybody's pressing because they're trying to make up for other deficiencies, and that leads to some of that. So I I would say the coaches have to change. I think Matt Nagy's done a terrible job. I mean, I'm going to say it. And I I don't know what his input is versus Andy Reid's, but what I do know is – Boy, the roster is not that much different than it was a year ago, and they've been, I mean, just tremendously worse offensively. In fact, the roster may be better because Rashi Rice is probably better than anything they had last year. They won a Super Bowl last year. So for the Eric Bieniemy haters, like, there you go. There's your example. Like, they have become much worse without him because of his, you know, and I don't know whether his fiery nature would make a difference here. I don't know that. What I do know for the coaches now is you have you're going to have to change what you're doing. I don't know what Isaiah Pacheco's status is moving forward, but they need to be running the ball a ton. I I sent you this yesterday and it, I say they need to run the ball, not because they've been this juggernaut running the ball. At times they have, but they're going to have to simplify it and just it, you have a defense that can allow you to run the ball. And running the ball isn't always about gaining six yards of carry. You might not pick up some first downs. You might have to. But what it does is it sets up play action. And nothing lets young, inexperienced, or not talented wide receivers get more wide open than effective play action. If they can spend the next two weeks really committing to, all right, here's what we're going to do. Let's lean into this defense, which is one of the best in football, and let them do their thing. We're going to do everything we can to not make mistakes. We're going to simplify this. We're going to run the ball. We're going to set up play action. I mean, that's what Dallas had to do for Dak forever, right? He was so much better with play action. Why? Because guys run wide ass open if you're doing it effectively. And so the Chiefs never run the ball. If they do, they run it out of spread formation, right? So it doesn't. it's like they're almost trying to trick the defense when they run it. No. Line up, run the dang ball, period, full stop. I don't care if it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I don't care if it's Jarek McKinnon. I don't care if you pull somebody up from the practice squad or if Pacheco's healthy. Run the ball, simplify this until the offense proves that it can stop making mistakes, stop giving them so many opportunities to make mistakes. I think that's what can change on the coaching front. Mahomes and Kelsey, well, Kelsey, there's not much LC can do because he's going to continue to get double and triple team. That's a roster problem. He did have a, uh, a bad drop, though, early in the game. He did, Just, and he's know. got as many drops, I believe, as Kadarius Toney yeah. on the year. But I, I, I went into this yesterday on CBS Sports Radio because there's this perception that that Kelsey is not interested or he's washed, which is, I mean, it's nuts. And I, and I went into the number, and I won't go through the full numbers here. Maybe I will at some point. But the number of seasons, like he's had, I, I think he's about to get to 8,000-yard seasons. Tony Gonzalez, if you think he's the next best, had four. Antonio Gates, I think, had like two. Jason Witten had four. And and the thing about all of those guys is they were getting them in their 20s. Kelsey's still getting them at the age where they started to fall off a cliff. Outside of Tony Gonzalez, who he fell off some but maintained his ability to still catch touchdowns. 
Kelsey is so far ahead of the greatest that have ever played this game at his age. He's getting a little older. He's also getting triple teamed and double teamed on every single possession. And they're pressing. There, There is so much pressure on those two right now to feel like they have to make every play. This is the NFL. You can't do that. And so those two, I think you just have to bake in the fact that they're Hall of, Fames, Hall of Famers who may be the two best at their position that have ever done it. You just kind of have to trust that they'll be okay when the spotlight is the biggest. Everybody else, stop giving them opportunities to fail because you just have to. The defense is good enough. Look at the way the Ravens played last night, okay? The Ravens leaned into a high-level defense and basically just waited for San Francisco to make mistakes, and then they took advantage. That's how the Ravens win games. That's how they've won games under John Harbaugh for years and years and years and years. Do that. Lean into your defense. Let them win you the game and stop blowing the game offensively. Can they do that in a postseason? I still think they can. I think, obviously, the chances are much lower. But when I watch football around the league, this was my point. And I, I know that like the, the Chiefs are still 9-6. and six. They're still probably winning 10 games. They're still probably winning the division. They're bad by their own relative terms they're not bad they're playing bad offensively don't I don't want I'm not downplaying that it's just like sometimes when a team is so great and has so much success and you host this many AFC championships you forget like this is the NFL that kind of stuff doesn't really happen that's what's made this so remarkable that it has and I just can't I I can't sit here and watch this league and say that defense with Patrick Mahomes can't go win playoff games. But I are think you watching them can. play these games over the last month to month and a half? Sure I am. I mean, like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm tired of this, like, sitting here being like, oh, they can still win. They haven't. I mean, after the after the bye week, they, I think they've lost four of six or something like that after their bye week. I mean, this is not a team that inspires any kind of confidence right now that not only can they – get into the playoffs, they're not making a deep run in the playoffs. This has a go-on-the-road-and-lose-in-the-playoffs mentality all around it. It just does. The attitude around the team, the mindset of the team, on top of everything else, on top of the self-inflicted mistakes, on top of all the problems that are well-documented, I think it's incredibly important to point out, I think opposing teams have them figured out. I think they absolutely have them figured out. If you watched the Raiders yesterday, if you kind of got away from the bad mistakes that the Chiefs were making and you just focused on the Raiders defensively, they have Kansas City figured out. And other teams have had Kansas City figured out. The offensive line for the Chiefs got worked. I mean, they just got absolutely exposed yesterday by the Raiders defensive line. On top of that, the Raiders knew that there was absolutely zero downfield threat in throwing the football. And they knew that they could just completely go after Patrick Mahomes, that he wasn't going to be able to throw the ball downfield. I mean, how many plays were called where the ball was thrown behind the line of scrimmage for Kansas City? It happened so many times. And, you know, Mahomes was having to run for his life. I saw a stat, by the way, 
that that was the most that Patrick Mahomes has been under pressure and ran the the yards covered Mahomes running since the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers a couple of years ago. It was a bad game by it the offensive line. It was a bad game for the offensive line. So you add in, you have all of these other issues that have been well documented throughout the season. Then you add in the very poor offensive line play. And you add in the fact that the Raiders, they they know that there is no downfield threat for Kansas City. They know that the Chiefs are going to be reluctant to run the ball like a normal team does. They're going to, I mean, how many different flubbed handoffs were there throughout the course of the game? Like all of these cute play calling things, they're not working anymore. They don't work. I mean, outside of the trick play with, with Isaiah Pacheco that got into the end zone, that was the only one that worked all day long. Nothing else worked for Kansas City. So I think the bottom line is you have to go back to square one. If you've got your quarterback and Travis Kelsey, who's your number one weapon, and they're pressing, and all of these other issues, you have to go back to the drawing board, simplify things, and basically start at the ground level because nothing is working for you right now. Uh, there, I, I can I can know what the Chiefs are doing, right? It's not hard to figure out what they're doing. They don't have a downfield threat. They haven't all year. You know what the Ravens, in a game against San Francisco, longest play by a wide receiver was last night? Uh, I don't remember a long one. 13 yards. Yeah. Yep. Okay, you don't have to do that. Now, how does that work? Well, they've got they got long plays from their tight ends and their running backs. Run after the catch. Like everything for the Chiefs is going to have to be run after the catch. They don't have a downfield threat, and they haven't had a downfield threat. But it, 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 you you can do this in the NFL and be unpredictable, even when and it doesn't matter. The Ravens don't have to be unpredictable. By the way, they don't have to be unpredictable. They play. They lean into a great defense and great special but, teams. But you know what? Like on top of that, like I, the the tale of two teams. Watching the Ravens last night versus watching the Chiefs yesterday afternoon, the discipline is different, right? Like you, they didn't have to have long, big plays. They didn't have to have explosive plays. They didn't have to have really any of that. But at least there weren't mistakes where you've got two players who don't know how they're going to run in motion. They don't really know how the handoff is going to go. The route running. I mean, even Rasheed Rice, who I like a lot and has developed into a viable threat, there were a couple of routes that he ran where he didn't run the right way that Mahomes wanted him to run. There were a couple of plays with Mahomes where he's scrambling for his life, and rather than just throwing the ball away when there's nothing developing, he's forcing throws and and throwing interceptions. You know, so like there are all of these undisciplined situations, the penalties. The defense had a really good game, but they had 12 men on the field at one point. Kansas City had to burn a timeout on fourth down in the second half because they couldn't figure out what play they were going to run, and then they basically had to go forward on fourth down. There were all of these mistakes where it's like, what are these guys, are, is there just a lack of communication? Is, are are the, the lines getting crossed? Are the th- I just don't know the answer to it, but that was... Everybody's pressing. Everybody's pressing, and it's gotten away from them. And and they're not they're not being put in a good position. There's like I I you know there's blame to go around everywhere, right? For a long time, it was just like oh the wide receivers suck, and that has been the case in some games. But the blame goes everywhere. I want to flash back a little bit to some a, a period of time in this Chiefs dynasty that could give hope to fans a little bit. Now it's you know different rosters, all these things are in place. And then we're going to work our way through this compared to what else we're seeing in the NFL 
and teams continuing to struggle and all these things and and just sort of try to navigate the final stretch of this regular season with the Chiefs. We'll take your calls. 869-1240 is the number. Uh, you can get in touch with the program that way. We'll continue on the Chiefs. We're going to spend a lot of time with the Chiefs today, folks, and uh, I think you can get why. We'll also talk about that KU Bowl game tonight. It's all coming for you on a Tuesday edition. Hope everyone had a great Christmas winding down till the new year on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. All right, the Chiefs we the Chiefs are in big trouble, right? Chiefs don't feel like a team that's going to make any noise in the postseason. I get all that, and I agree with that right now. But I don't, I don't think it's still to a point where that can't change and that can't you know get better. We'll work our way through it. I, I just keep trying to like look back and find thing by comparison's sake and. I went and I looked, okay, what about Tom Brady? Did he ever really have years like this in the Patriots dynasty? And the answer is no, not really. Um, but the Chiefs had have, have had some stretches like this, one in particular that keeps sticking in my mind. Now, it came at a different point of a season. But if you remember back to 2021, the Chiefs were 3-4. and four. They lost, you know, at, at a point, they lost four out of six games, which is exactly where they are right now. And, and a lot of those, they were losing by very large margins. So that, that year keeps jumping into my brain. Now, the roster offensively was certainly better that year, but it wasn't as good defensively. It got pretty good defensively. I, I just, like, that's the stretch like this that I can remember. And the only other one where people were abandoning ship a little bit they again they had lost 4 out of 6 they were 3 and 4 nobody thought they were going to be able to do anything they had more time to solve it they they ended up you know winning all but one of the rest of their games i i just like they've we've seen this before and they've responded and so we'll see if they can respond again but the the, the challenge i think in what's become so difficult to imagine is they're going to have to change what they do but that's it. Like, they're going to have to change what they do. I mean, it looks different than it's ever looked, and they're going to have to, you know, play a way that we're not used to seeing them play, but I, I don't know what else they can do. But they have done this before, and they've responded. Again, it, it's happened in the past with this group, and they responded well. I just, you know, it, it's – yesterday was – what was so strange about yesterday to me, some sort of just like Mahomes' mistakes, the two plays. Yeah, and. They, they just can't overcome that anymore. Right. And it's a different scenario. This is not an apples to apples comparison from 2021 to now. Like that issue that, you know, when they were three and four, because to your point, they had more time to figure it out, ride the ship, all of that. We're late in the season now. Uh, they, they don't have the luxury of the time to be able to figure out what's going on. They already know. They know what's going on. They just can't fix it. They can't overcome it. On top of that also is that I remember in 2021, when they had that stretch of games, there were a couple of them where they just flat out got beat. You know, like the team that they were playing just played better than they did. You know, it, there weren't the level of uh, self-inflicted wounds that Kansas City has now. They weren't beating themselves in 2021 to an extent like we're seeing now. 
On top of that, another difference, they're losing at home. That's the fourth home loss that Kansas City has had this season yesterday. The last time that the Chiefs have lost four games inside Arrowhead in one season, you have to go all the way back to 2012, the year they went 2-14, and 14, and Romeo Cronell was the coach. You have to go all the way back then, the last time they lost at home, like they've done now. I mean, things are just different. It's not, a, it's not an equal comparison when they were 3-4 and four in 2021 to what they're dealing with right now. So, I mean, I think you have to have that in perspective. And then I totally agree with you. Patrick Mahomes is not playing at a level that we're accustomed to. There, are, there have been several plays this season that we're used to him either getting a first down, throwing a ridiculous pass and making a completion, or at the very worst, just throwing the ball away and getting out of bounds. And what, what he's doing now is he's forcing passes and they're getting he's picked pressing. off. He's pressing and he's, and he's getting picked he's off. He's pressing because he has to press. Like some of this, like I, th- th- here's what I, I – th- I will probably have a different take on this than most. And it, it goes with him and, and to some degree, Kelsey, too. I will give some leniency with some of this because I feel like he's in a position where he doesn't think he has a choice, right? He has to shoulder the load and make these plays on his own because he, he has lost trust and lost faith in so many of what's you know coming around him. And so that, that pressing in the NFL is always going to get you into trouble. And I think that's why we've seen a couple of mistakes by Kelsey when we never see. I think those two feel like right now, like they have to get it all done on their own. I Here's what I, w- I wish that I was skilled enough in the social media arts. Did you, Brittany Mahomes and, and, uh, and Taylor Swift after the game, that video shot we're all talking about. I feel like I'm Taylor Swift right now with my arm around you, Tom, and you're Brittany <laughs> Mahomes with your hands over your face. Like if we could like – can somebody Photoshop our faces people... into that picture? Yes, That'd be great. Yeah, because that's that's the way I felt, and it's not it's it's me, and honestly, it's like all of Chiefs Kingdom, and and it's it's such a different place to be when you're not like a fan of it, and you're not emotionally connected to it, because you're. I'm just trying to observe this in the lens of the NFL, in that like this kind of stuff happens to teams all the time, all across the league, every single year. It's remarkable that it hasn't happened more in this Chiefs run. It's one of the things that makes this Chiefs run so great. It's just like the question for me, the only thing that matters now is, is it something they can overcome still? The chances go down every week when we see them play. There's no question about that. And where I disagree with you, by the way, I just want to jump in very quickly, is that, yeah, we see it from teams all the time, and they shoot themselves in the foot. But a lot of those teams that are doing that and are undisciplined and making all of these mistakes and beating themselves, they're not teams that we look at as potential championship teams you know, or teams with the talent to be able to go the distance. That's not like we look at teams, I don't know, like, gosh, you know, up until I guess this weekend, the Falcons, they come to mind as a team that just the play calling and the way that they utilize their stars and the decisions they make and things like that. There have been so many questions like, man, why are they doing that? Why are they utilizing Bijan Robinson this way? They shouldn't. They should be doing it, you know, in a different way and all of these mistakes. But we never once looked at the Falcons as, oh, that's a team that could win a Super Bowl. That's a team that could win a championship. So that's what's different about the Chiefs is that. Didn't we feel that way, though, about Philadelphia? I mean, Philadelphia at home, Philadelphia lost, how many games did they lose in a row? Four? And and they 
you know, they also went to the Super Bowl last year and couldn't find a way to win. But, but by the way, that are game they, against the Giants yesterday, Tyrod Taylor had a chance right. to tie the game on the last play. I'm just not sure that, like, the extent of the mistakes. Like, I, you look at the Eagles, yeah, they're, like, they're not a perfect team. Every team has flaws. But the, the Eagles, I don't feel like, unless maybe I'm forgetting something, I don't feel like they're really beating themselves. Maybe they're just not playing particularly well, but they're not, like, handing the game to the other team in a lot of different in a lot of different ways. Maybe I'm wrong in that, but you know, like Kansas City, I mean they tried to hand the Giants the game yesterday like three different times. They they did. They they played terrible but against how San many Francisco, times? Dallas and then and let Seattle come but, back but, and but beat how, them. But like with Kansas City, how many times throughout the season have they just handed the win to the other team on a silver platter? Even games that they ultimately came back to win. Totally. You go back even just a week ago against the Patriots, it was a Kadarius Tony bobble and interception that the Patriots they had the they they had they were down one score in the fourth quarter. And the Patriots are not a good football team. You know, so like even games that the Chiefs won, they're just they can they just can never put it all together and they're beating themselves in a lot of different cases. I think what's in and and I all and this isn't just the Chiefs this year. This is always. I, I think when teams do that and they've been in a position to win and they don't, it, it that so if if that wasn't the case and the Chiefs were losing, I would then I would say they have no shot. But the reality is they've been in position to win a lot of the games that they haven't. Now they haven't gotten it done, but I have to bit I have to a little bit look at a track record of you know, six or seven years as much as I have six or seven games to know that, you know, Mahomes isn't always going to make two mistakes that cost them a game or or Kelsey's not always going to fumble a ball in the red zone that that maybe cost them a game. You know, those things over the course of time, that's what actually gives me hope because even despite all the penalties and all the roster deficiencies and everything – they have been in a position to win a lot of these games. They haven't gotten it done, and that's going to make their postseason path much more difficult. But if you continue to at least be in a position to, that's why I would say maybe they have a chance. Because I'm looking around the entire NFL right now, and there hasn't been a team immune from a stretch where you have concern. San Francisco now enters back into that equation, and they were the ones we thought who were furthest away from it. Baltimore certainly is. Philadelphia's had that. Detroit's had that. Dallas is in the middle of that right now. Buffalo has had to scratch and claw to get into the postseason. They're sort of the you know the opposite of what the Chiefs have been. Jacksonville looks terrible. Kansas City at one point did beat Miami. Now Miami's playing much better now, of course. Baltimore is the furthest away from that and has been the most consistent this year. Cleveland, one of the other teams that's probably a contender, and I love Joe Flacco, has Joe Flacco as their quarterback. Cleveland's in this position, by the way, if you want to know how talented they are, without Nick uh, Nick Chubb or Deshaun Watson, who before the season people would have told you were their two best players. Yep. So I look across the league and I see a, a, I see 14 teams that are going to go into the postseason and 13 of them have found lots of ways to underperform this year. Baltimore's been the most consistent. They've earned that. And I still don't think that they're a heavy Super Bowl favorite. I just don't. Oh, I think they are. I think they absolutely are. I think that they are. What does that mean, though? Like, how much would you bet on Baltimore versus the field? Um, I would probably, after last night especially, man, I would, pr- I would go, I would absolutely you put take money Baltimore on Baltimore. you Baltimore over the field? Absolutely, I would. No way. 100%. No way. 
Did we watch the same I, I, game last night? Have we you did. watched this team over not, the last two months? I'm not, I don't want to take, and that's what's so hard about it. I don't want to take credit away from what they've Man, done. I, I told you I, on Friday that the line was disrespectful to the Ravens. And they, it was. they well, absolutely, it was. I think they felt that, right? And like, like everybody has been jumping on the bandwagon of San Francisco, who, by the way, lost three straight earlier this season. Uh, and, and they weren't paying attention to what Baltimore has done and the weapons that Baltimore has from top to bottom, and then you add in a solid defense. I mean, they picked off Brock Purdy four times last night. You know, So I think that not only is Baltimore at the top of the class, in the, not only in the AFC, but probably in the entire NFL, I think that there are, I think I texted you this yesterday. There are four teams in the AFC, I think, that are probably better than Kansas City is right now. I think Baltimore is better. There's, I think Miami yeah, is better. Three. I think that... Uh, Gosh, probably Buffalo is better at this point, and I think that correct Cleveland is probably better than Kansas City is. I think Kansas City might Cleveland's be the, on the they might be the fifth Cleveland's best team in the, the conference. I, I would I think Cleveland would match up very poorly against Kansas City, and and, and don't for, and I agree with you that I, Miami is ahead of Kansas City right now, but Kansas City beat Miami, and I don't want to just like glaze over that. I, if Baltimore played Buffalo right now, Tommy in Baltimore, I'd I'd, I'd take Buffalo. That's what that's really, and that is. That is not a knock on Baltimore, and that's what... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hard for me to say that because I don't want to. I think what Baltimore's done has been awesome. I think this Lamar Jackson is fantastic. I do think they're the favorite, but I don't think they're the same kind of favorite as some teams we've seen. I feel like what just don't. I feel like what you are trying to communicate here is that the the top of the class in the conference, Baltimore and probably Miami, you're, I, I think you're trying to bring them down a couple of notches to bring the rest of the field up and make this yeah, incredibly, you know, ha- like a lot of parody. And I'm just not sure that it's that close right now. I mean, you know, Miami's big knock has been up until uh, on on Sunday that they hadn't beaten anybody. They beat the Cowboys. They beat Dallas. At they home, did. right? They, they beat somebody yep. now, you know, and they've got a ton of talent offensively. I think that you've got Baltimore and Miami are the top, the, the two best teams in the AFC. And I'd honestly... Right now, I don't think it's particularly close after the two of them. Well, we'll see. Miami gets Baltimore, they play each other, and then they get Buffalo. I think Buffalo is the most dangerous right now. Um, of, of the two, But Tom, I, I think that there are 10 teams in the NFL right now that could win a Super Bowl. Obviously, some teams have a much greater chance to do it, but I don't... I don't know that I could go back to any postseason, look at it objectively, and say, yeah, I could see them doing it. And look, here's the other but thing I about— But I could for 10 of the teams this year. The other thing to keep in mind with Kansas City after the debacle yesterday, they're eliminated from winning the one seed. They can't get the one seed. They're going to have to go on the road 
yeah. during the playoffs if they want to go back to the Super Bowl. And I'm not sure that that's the best recipe for them if they want to try to win a championship. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes on the road in the postseason. Right? The road's always gone through Kansas City. We finally get it. We're going to get that chance to see that, which will be interesting. Uh, I saw people like this. It, it's gotten people like, oh, so this is what Mahomes would look like with Chicago. Like, can we just like hang hang tight here, everybody? Like, they're playing poorly. They're playing very poorly offensively. They're going to they're probably going to win the division and, and reach the postseason here. Maybe they get a home game, a home game. It, it, was it Super Bowl or bust? I mean, it, yeah. I don't even remember what we said yeah, about that I think it at is. the beginning of the year. I think was anytime, it Super Bowl or bust? I think anytime you have 15 in his prime, it's Super Bowl or bust. And, and that's honestly, when we look back on this season, if they don't win a championship, if they get bounced in the playoffs, I think you look back on this season as a complete disappointment and a waste of one of the great years of Patrick Mahomes. As your franchise what if they reach quarterback, the AFC Championship game and lose on the road. I think at that point, okay, like you overcame a lot of different issues. I, I would understand that, but if you get into the playoffs and you get bounced in the first round, you wasted a year of Patrick Mahomes' prime. So at that point, they'd play. Well, right now they play Buffalo in the first round. Uh, uh, Good luck. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you don't want to do that. You hope you hope that Buffalo finds a way to jump ahead of like Cleveland. Like, come on, Cleveland or Jacksonville at that point. And Cleveland's got a not difficult schedule the rest of the way. Uh, but, man, man, woo! I hope Buffalo in the first round. That'd be bad. Uh, but, you know, we know those games always go good. We'll, we'll continue this. We'll look around the rest of the league uh, as well. We're going to get into KU's bowl game coming up top of the next hour and some other topics out there in the sports world right now. It's Sports Daily. It's a Tuesday as we get ready to uh, count down 2023 here this week. Pacheco falling through the table sort of sums up the Chiefs' day as much as anything. I am so sick of, though. Welcome back to Sports Daily, everybody. I'm so sick of this narrative that the Chiefs are distracted because they're in commercials and because Kelsey has a girlfriend. Like, Folks, A, the commercials are all shot in the offseason. They haven't thought about those commercials since this summer when they shot them. Give me a break. And, like, we can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Travis Kelsey can't have a girlfriend? Like, let's uh, just come on now. This is ridiculous. Like, distractions are exist all the time in the NFL. Can we Can we quit with this? Like the Chiefs are too distracted to win because we see them in commercials nonsense. Like, get, get out of here with that. Shooting commercials during the week, during the season? Come on now. We're smarter than that. Goodness gracious. All right. I, look, it, it's bad. I don't, I'm not trying to downplay that it's bad. All I'm saying is, with that defense, if they can just go with that, they've still got enough to win playoff games. The chances of it happening are certainly lower. They're not doing anything to tell us that they're going to do it. My point is it's still possible, right? It's still possible. 
it's not going to be possible for Jacksonville or Indianapolis or Houston or whoever gets in to win a Super Bowl. Not going to be possible for Seattle to win a Super Bowl. My point with all of this is it's possible for more teams that I can remember ever having a chance in the NFL, and the Chiefs happen to be one of them. You know, it's not a great chance. It's not a tremendous chance. It's not some overwhelming, like, they're going to get hot and go on. They're not doing any of that currently. It's just still out there for this team because of the way that they play defense. And, you know, if they if they can figure out a way to feature that and not do what they did yesterday, which was, you know, find a way to lose despite a great defensive performance, they've gotten really good at that, then, you know, let's just see what happens. Did you know that right now the Chiefs are still the third odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl? They're tied with the Dolphins and the Eagles. They're behind the Niners and the Ravens. The Niners are still the favorite, even after the loss last night to the Ravens. And I think a part of that is because it's a perceived that their path to get there is easier, Tommy. I don't, and, and so you've got the Ravens at plus 240. Or sorry, the Ravens at plus 400. The Niners still at plus 240. And then the Chiefs, Dolphins, and Eagles at plus 800, which means 8-1. to one. Again, the reason that the Ravens are higher than the Niners right now is because the path through the AFC is perceived to be much more difficult. Uh, but the Chiefs are still right there with the other teams as the third odds-on favorite to win a Super Bowl. Vegas feels as good about the Chiefs as they do about the Eagles and about the Dolphins. And I and while I would say that if the Dolphins get home games, I'm not into that. Let's just, we cannot pretend like the Chiefs didn't beat them on a neutral field. So I get it to some degree. And Miami's got a lot to prove over the years. The Bills and the Cowboys are the next two, by the way. But what we're seeing is, like, you got to get all the way down to the Jaguars before you get, like, a true dart throw 33-1. to You've got the Lions, Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins, Chiefs, Ravens, Niners, all with with a puncher's chance, right? Less than 20-1 to odds. And, and if you take the Lions out of there, really then you get Bills, Cowboys, Eagles, Dolphins, Chiefs, Ravens, Niners. I don't know. Where are the Browns, by the way, on this list? That, I don't even see the Browns on here. We're going to come back. We can get into that. Let's talk KU's bowl game as well, Tommy, on Sports Daily in hour number two. We're going to give something away. Uh, it's all Brockton Caster, Jad Chambers producing. Welcome back, everybody. We'll wrap up uh, 2023 and send it out the door. I think Chiefs fans would like to send it out with a swift kick. More Sports Daily right after this. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.